ever again. Will you ever need clothes? Books We Loved, a podcast of the Troy Public Library. Today we are talking about a cinematic masterpiece. Vampire Academy. <laughs> a 2014 film based on the series of books by the same name that is uh, popular, was popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Still popular, it sounds like, at Troy. Yeah. In the, from our teen collection. Yeah, Mead, Rochelle Mead, I think was the mm, author. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Very popular series of books and very unpopular movie. I would agree with that. We're going to dig into that more today with Cassie from Adult and our new buddy, Eric from Adult. Not new to us. We know Eric. We work with him every day. But new to the podcast, Uh Cassie's an old hand. She's been around. (laughs) You might remember Cassie from our episode about The Princess Bride. Yeah. Another cult classic. I don't know that I'd call this one a cult classic. No, I just say this is just... Bad movie. A bad movie. And usually we like to give a little bit of information about the plot in this intro. I'm I'm just like a little bit overwhelmed thinking. It's it's daunting. It's a lot. I feel like we covered it better with Eric anyhow. Okay. So, so let's leave the description for, description for Eric to right. go over. Yeah. And don't feel too much like you have to know what's going on. If you feel like when you're listening to the podcast, you're sort of lost. I think that's authentic to the vibe of the movie because that's how I felt while I was watching. I would agree with that. There are a lot of holes in the plot. So you are left hanging and wondering, did I just miss a scene when I blinked my eyes or what happened? But you brought okay. some research that I just stopped everything in my life because it sounded so fast. Fascinating. What did you what did you bring to the table? This is a vampire, obviously, movie. Yeah. Yep. So I did a little searching about what kind of trends there are with vampire movies. And in my searching, I found this really fun article that actually was just published in October of 22. So recent by a TV critic by the name of Melanie McFarland and um, long title, long subtitle, but I'll give you the shorter title, which is Beware the Rise of Vampire Shows. It could mean a recession is looming. So um, folks started actually keeping track of vampire shows and trends in society back in the early 2000s. So about 20 years now, we've been... um, folks that do this kind of research have been watching this and they found that there's actually a correlation between recessions in the United States and vampire shows um, having a resurgence. So their examples were in 1987 was the movie Lost Boys, which you guys, I don't know if you remember that with Kiefer Sutherland. It's a classic, um, kind of just saw it for the first time a couple of years ago, but that came out in 87 and that was not long after, um, Black Monday happened on Wall Street, and we dipped into a recession. Uh, 1994 was Interviews with a Vampire, the original with Tom Cruise, Kirsten Dunst, um, Brad Pitt. So (gasps) all-star cast. Oh, she was so good. She's a little girl. Why why are all the little women actors in vampire movies? Right? Um, This one came the same year as The Great Bond Massacre. Um, so another time that we saw a recession in the United States, most recently, um, a lot of financial analysts are not calling this time that we're currently in a recession, but we are dipping really close to one and no surprise that vampire Academy, the very vampire Academy we discussed, not the movie, uh, based on the book series as well. It was a TV show in the two thousands earlier in the two thousands. There is a reboot of the TV show going on right now. There is a vampire show. I know. There's a vampire show called First Kill. There's a vampire in the garden. 
there's um, Let the Right One In, and there's also an updated reboot of Anne Rice's interview with a vampire right Uh-oh. now on AMC. So if you are Liquify an investor, yeah, if you're an investor, keep that in mind that uh, there's a trend here and lots of vampire stuff going on. And we're dipping, possibly tipping into a recession. And I wanted to just tell you, I thought this was really, really, really interesting. Again, these are not my thoughts. This is just me sharing from this article by Melanie McFarland. But I thought this was really cool. She says, zombies, formerly sentient individuals doomed to mindlessly serve a hunger that can never be fully satiated, are typically interpreted as stand-ins for the exploited masses. George Romero's 1978 classic Dawn of the Dead concretely linked the idea of undead hordes with unchecked consumerism by setting the action inside a mall. Since then, they've served as parables for rampant groupthink and more recently the pandemic. Vampires also represent exclusivity, the good afterlife enjoyed by former humans deemed worthy of immortality. And then she gives it as an example, Lestat from Interviews with a Vampire represents the most, un, the most successful. Let's call them the 1%. They're the elegant figures who live hundreds of years and amass generational wealth beyond measure. They tend to be extravagant libertines, taste in fashion and entertainment, the pleasures we fantasize about and forego when budgets are strained. Fascinating. So it's interesting to think of these vampires that have access to whatever they want because they want what you have. They'll just drink your blood, take it from you, live forever, amass their wealth. And all that's happening. And we're all fantasizing about that a little bit as we dip into recessions. That's fascinating. So I thought that was really interesting. I feel like we're just coming out of the zombie phase with Walking Dead, although there is a new show on HBO called The Last of Us, which is excellent, but a different kind of zombie. So yeah, when we're in a recession, we want that aspirational life. Like, and and vampires are always, like, they're always wearing fancy clothes, and I think... I don't have a lot of experience with vampire stuff, but doesn't Edward like listen to classical music and stuff too? Like very refined as a um, vampire. Yes, Lestat listen to classical music, like what she says, the very fancy clothes, so the things of that nature. Brad Pitt's character, which was Louis, his name is Louis in Interviews with a Vampire. He is actually a wealthy, um, I think it starts in the 1700s. He's a wealthy Frenchman. And so when he and Lestat kind of get together, that that opulence continues. They have these ridiculously tricked out apartments and things of that nature. So, yeah, I loved Interviews with a Vampire, the books, when I was in high school. I need to read those. So fun. I don't think I'd read all four again. I think I would just read the first one. Interviews with a Vampire was a hoot. Well, that was an amazing little bit of research. I just have one... Um, last bit of research that I did mostly everything I like blabbed about in the episode, but I did read um, a 2016 article in poetics. This was like a fancy pants, like research article for reals. And it was the researchers concluded that fans of quote unquote trash cinema had higher levels of education than the average population. And they were also more likely to frequent museums and art house theaters so there was this really strong, significant connection between people who had more education, liked kind of fancy pants art, and yet also loved watching bad film. And they also found that it was very, very popular with college students. So I wondered, like people who have a lot of like intellectual rigor in their life, and like with college students, you're just like exhausted all the time. Need an outlet. 
taking everything so seriously. Yeah, you need an outlet for for that. You, you're just not going to take Vampire Academy seriously. I suppose you could, but I I like to picture some more less collegey, more blue collary folks watching this together, like a bunch of construction dudes on a Friday night watching <laughs> Vampire Academy over some beers and some corn nuts and you're up, Kenneth, and pizza. You're up, Kenneth. (laughs) We'll delve into that more in the episode. That's the other thing. It's fun to like know stuff that other people don't know. And so when you watch a movie no one else has watched, you can quote it. Nobody else gets what you're saying. That's true. Makes me feel 16 again. Makes me feel like you and I are in a secret club, Olivia. (laughs) All right. Good luck listening to this. I mean, bye. Bye. What is your relationship with this movie, Aaron? Oh, my God. Okay, so <laughs> my relationship with this movie is that... How honest can I be? <laughs> you can be 100% honest. Great. So my friends and I love you can movies that are <laughs> maybe not the best. Uh-huh. We love watching them together and just, like, talking through the movies. Okay. Like, and usually making fun of the movies as they're going on. Um, you know, because it's a great, like friendship bonding thing Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like silently watching a movie like next to each other it's social it's social exactly when did this start oh my goodness like were you in high school college were you adults adults yeah it was like post call i mean maybe a little bit in college but it was mostly like i had been working one of my best friend was had started med school so like when we would go to hang out with each other, we would just go to his apartment and just watch terrible movies and talk through them just as like a de-stressing thing. Uh-huh. And that's kind of how it started. And then like a lot of his friends from med school got involved too. We actually like threw around throwing up a, a podcast at one point. Uh-huh. So yeah, So but we never got around to it. So I think, uh, what do you guys think about this structure? Maybe starting before we delve into this particular, particular yeah. piece of cinema uh-huh. we can talk about uh, why we like bad movies why people like them what bad movies we like and then talk about the movie i think that's great that's okay perfect, yeah. so what are some of the other bad movies that you guys like like what are some of your top faves and by the way this is a judgment free zone yes oh, you are yeah. in the trust tree and there is no <laughs> judgment in the trust tree if you judge someone in the trust tree you fall out of the trust tree and hit every right. branch so on the Bennett way Bennett family rule. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It's a nice right. rule. It is it's a nice, nice rule. I don't know. I think like a lot of my bad movies are um, teen movies. Yeah, yeah. they are. No, they are hundred. So mine are too. Right? So that's like kind of what Mitchell and I and his now fiance, Gabby, like has to w- sit through <laughs> against her own will. Sorry, Gabby. <laughs> but there's like a lot of Netflix teen rom-coms. Yes. Are just yes. like the worst oh. thing Okay, I've watched all of those. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. Like, can I name them specifically off the top of my head? There's like one that's like SPF, I don't know, 15, 30 or something. Oh my There's one called Swiped with um, Noah Centennial. Basically, Noah Centennial is in like all of these movies. If you've ever seen a Noah Centennial movie, like, yes, then you've, you know exactly what we're talking about here. It's shocking that he's not in Vampire Academy. It is shocking. Yeah. They're like trashy teen Exactly. I mean, I haven't watched a really, really bad movie in a long time. I mean, this this definitely, I think, took 
takes the cake of all the bad things. <laughs> <I'm laughs> yeah. right. But the thing it reminded me after. of was like Pretty Little Liars. And part of the reason oh. like I loved Pretty Little and Pretty Little Liars is good, yeah. but it's also really bad. Yeah. And to and I think the reason that it's really bad is that the writing just gets berserk oh, by yeah. the end. Like yeah. there is no, like they don't hold themselves back and I just couldn't look away. And by the end, I was watching it with friends and we were just making fun of it and it was so fun. It was yeah. so fun. It was. Mm-hmm. Like I think we don't need to take movies. So, I mean, there's obviously movies to take seriously, but like sometimes you can just laugh. <laughs> yeah. It takes the pressure off of it. You um, don't have to sit there reverently and watch it. Yeah. Um, a movie, a bad movie that we loved as teenagers and my husband and I own and still watch is, has anybody seen um, Better Off Dad with John Cusack? Yes. It is 80s cheese. The bad guy's name is Stalin. Wow. Um, (laughs) There's cartoon drawings of hamburgers dancing with French fries and stuff. It It is the weirdest, funniest, did not necessarily age well in some respects. Um, But the premise is John Cusack's girlfriend breaks up with him at the beginning and starts dating the guy, Stalin, who is his nemesis. Uh And he, uh, John Cusack, decides to try and win her back by skiing the K-12, which is this (laughs) black diamond hill that everyone that tries to go on, it almost dies. Great premise for a movie, right? Right. And it's... um, He's really upset at the beginning of the movie, so he decides he's going to kill himself, and it's always these stupid ideas, and then right before he goes through with it, he's like, what am I doing? And so it's just ridiculous, stupid. His mom, though, is my favorite character. She can't cook, so she serves them all these weird meals, some of which crawl off their plates and things. It's just, (laughs) it's worth it, you guys. You have to watch it. Highly recommend it. What's that one again? Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead. I've seen that one. I feel like... um, in high school, me and my girlfriends really like dance movies. Oh, but totally. I don't know, right? But like I don't a know. center stage, a save the last dance, yes. those kind of mm-hmm. movies. Yes, but I don't know if I would consider those bad. I mean, I know right. they're not great, but right. like mm-hmm. people love that like, they were box yeah. office yeah. Right. hits. But the um, two that are pretty bad, I think they were made in the 80s. So before, you know, before I was in high school is Girls Just Want to Have Fun, starring Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh-huh. And I think her first role, has anyone seen I that? I think I saw that on like ABC oh. Family once. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's good. <laughs> yeah, right. um, they played all the Harry Potter movies. That's and, like, true. That's Trap. true. Yeah. We can't judge them. Right, we can't yeah. judge them. It's, uh, yeah, the judgment tree. <laughs> oh, oh the I got pushed tree. out of the trust tree, friends. <laughs> now you're in the judgment shrub. I'm in the judgment <laughs> shrubs. <laughs> And I also loved Shag, which I don't think anyone, which it's about Shag the dance. Okay. okay. <laughs> don't know what that is. Nope. I love a good dancing movie. Olivia, you too? Oh, totally. I loved, loved them. And I'm yeah. thinking particularly of Center Stage because I do think, so when I was doing some research into why people like bad movies, mm-hmm. like the really good bad movies are the ones that are trying. Like you can see them yes. trying to make a good movie. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that with vampires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it has because this clearly had a production budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like money was spent on this film. Right. Based on a book. So like it was even something else yeah. before it was this. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. joy, part of the joy I think in watching a bad movie is seeing them do crazy things that a good movie may not have the chutzpah to do mm-hmm. like in save the last dance i mean in center stage some of my favorite things are like when the guy drives his motorcycle onto the stage <laughs> so and good. like swooshes his blonde hair and it's like that is bananas <laughs> but i'm so glad that they did that because <laughs> it makes nice. me laugh and it's ridiculous oh, yeah. but with vampire academy 
part of what I thought was so funny was that you could see them trying to cleave to like the tropes of popular vampire movies at the yes. time. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's like the um the will they won't they with like the teen relationships mm-hmm. like you know a la Twilight. So that's definitely there. Even that guy looks like Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I know they got like yeah. budget Robert, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> doesn't she? Doesn't she <laughs> like at the beginning of the show when she's describing like the roles of whatever I forget how to say the words that the different groups are in? Oh, doesn't yeah. she make a crack at Twilight by saying yeah, something? Yeah, they, they make they like sparkle. a couple. Yeah. yeah, we don't sparkle. That's what yeah. it was. I was like, ooh, burn. Right. I laughed so much. <laughs> yes. We talked in our cult classics episode about like quotability, and mm-hmm. I feel like this is a highly quotable movie, and that you can quote the ju- the lines that just fall like a hammer through. Oh yeah. Oh yes. I do. So I love Zoe Deutsch's character. Uh, like, me but, too. Yeah, because yeah. she's like very funny when she's. Just like spitting out lines, like just like subtracting all of the crazy stuff that happens mm-hmm. in the movie. Just when like the one liner she gives and she's like really snarky, but it's perfect. Does anyone remember what she says when her and Dimitri are inexplicably getting it on at the end? And you're <laughs> oh, like, sassy molasses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh sweet sassy sweet molasses. Sassy molasses. Sassy yeah. molasses. Yes. When he takes his shirt off or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Oh my gosh! I, I had to leave the room. I, I felt I felt uncomfortable in the same way I do in that scene in Meet the Parents when he slow motion spikes the volleyball. Yes. I was like, "Oh, I'm cringing so hard right now. I feel so uncomfortable." Yes, sweet sassy molasses. Oh. Is that what the episode's called? <laughs> it should be. That's what it should be called. Please. There was a review in Variety. I, I pulled okay. some. I pulled some movie reviews. This was a negative review. What? Uh, and this wow. was based on there were some positive ones but this was a negative review about that actor who played her mentor whatever his name was and it says (laughs) i'm trying to read this without (laughs) laughing perhaps the wisest choice was made by rising russian star kozlovsky who remains so expressionless that he can in all honesty now (laughs) say he never acted in anything called vampire academy (laughs) (laughs) that's that's another thing like i think anya whatever you know the girl from queen's gambit who's like really popular yeah yeah yeah. she was like i think a background character who didn't even get screen time but so like it doesn't show up on her imdb page and like Mm -hmm. honestly it was probably the best thing for her career Mm -hmm. like it's wild so i didn't realize he's actually russian in real life until i looked up imdb this morning and literally when he's talking i looked at my husband i said he sounds like his accent is an australian trying to do a russian accent so i don't know what happened because the dude's actually russian well lissa's australian right Lissa is in yeah, real life. Is oh. Australian. She's oh. trying to sound British. Yeah, she accent. was like definitely oh. trying to sound. The accents British, were, yeah. were not oh great. God. Well, the <laughs> accents were like. I mean, they also had like every because like unlike Hogwarts and like the world of wizardry where there's a school on every country. Like this is mm-hmm. the the vampire academy. For, for everyone, everybody. it's in Montana, and it's for everyone <laughs> in the world. It's in Montana, <laughs> right? Where she's like, you don't want to get a nose job in Montana. Another great one. Oh, I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, there's enough private schools in New England. We're gonna put this one in Montana. <laughs> well, it's like no one. It's like I mean, I could see it, right? Like there's no one's there for stuff. Right. Second, sorry, Montana. <laughs> Second of all, like a lot of trees, like shade, right? Like they mm-hmm. shouldn't go out in the mm-hmm. like sun. Like they can, but it's not the best. So I can I understand understand the choice and that's probably sure. from the books had i read the books Appar- the books got great reviews the books get I great have. reviews <laughs> yes yeah because i read a few reviews of the movie and they were like the books were good yeah, <laughs> yeah. people love the books people ask for them at the desk sometimes they do. Do yeah. they really? wow 
I think my favorite scene was at the beginning when she makes like a Molotov cocktail with yes. a motorcycle that's yes. driving. I was, yeah. but it's driving itself. I right. was like, what am I looking at? <laughs> yes. How do you know how to make that? Aren't you like 16? <laughs> How, what is the royalty? Like, who yes, is listening to the princess yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But that's what, when you brought up the beginning, I wanted to talk about how lovely it was that they gave us this, like, brief synopsis of everything that had happened to them. Yes. But it's still, like, it... Not it, enough. It, right, it raises more <laughs> questions than it answers. Like, it's not even helpful. <laughs> and who's the lady? Who's yeah, the mom who's from Gossip lady? Girl that just showed up every once in a while in her, like, highness robes and was oh like... Oh, my God. Is the name from Rory just Tatiana. crawled out of the judgment truck? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening in this movie? <laughs> that is Queen Tatiana to Olivia's <laughs> point. Queen the of queen. what? I don't know. Queen of Montana? Society, queen like. of the vampires. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the thing, too, like, about the government. I don't understand if, like, like there's only the 12 royal families, but, like, there's obviously more Maroi then, sorry, I, again, I've watched oh this four gosh, times, Eric. so, like, something finally <laughs> sunk in. Did I write your floor. thesis? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we should take a stop for a second and explain what the characters are. So the Maroi are... The, like, the ones who are, like, the vampires who are good. The okay. Dompiers are, like, the halvesies. Like, they're, it's what um, Zoe Deutsch's character is. She's, like, half vampire, half mortal. Okay. And they protect the Maroi. Okay. And then there's the Strigoi are the bad vampires <laughs> which leads me to my favorite line of the movie yes. i actually texted it to olivia last night while i was watching even <laughs> though i knew she was already asleep during what we find out is a dream sequence oh my god yes. <laughs> all of a sudden they're all hanging out in the courtyard in the center of the school that's supposed to have all this extra protection and all of a sudden one of the characters in the sequence has turned bad and shouts stragoy attack <laughs> and all these vampires literally it was like um Oh, three Stooges scene. Like all these vampires just yeah, were apparently just standing behind right. stone structures and just yeah. kind of pop out. And I, I literally, when he shouted that, I laughed so hard. I'm like, what in the fresh hell am I even watching right now? I don't even understand. Well, it's also very confusing. Like if it wasn't going to be a dream sequence, which like, thank God it was, I guess. But like, it's halfway in the movie. And you're like, well, where are they going to go from this if yeah. everyone's just going out? Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. There's, there's, there's so, so much. much. Unpack. So I'm curious if they took a couple of the books and put them into one. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. how many books there are. But... I do, there's like 14, Cassie. Wow. There's too many books. Okay. I mean, that's like let's call this back check that because it's eight. I, d- <laughs> I think they clearly had hopes of making another movie. By this oh, came oh, up oh, in my oh, research. Oh, they you know what the sad thing is? I kept tapping the remote to see how much time I had left <laughs> I mean, on the world's girl. shortest movie because it was like under two hours. <laughs> I put it on 1.5 speed. <laughs> oh my God. You can do that with Then I get to the final scene and I think to myself, oh, I wonder if there's a second one. Like, what the hell? I just regretted the last two hours, but then I was like, well. Okay, so you weren't alone. (laughs) Um, There was an Indiegogo campaign that was launched to help raise the rest of the production cost. So apparently the people who were doing the Indiegogo campaign had raised quite a bit of money, wasn't totally transparent about how much they had raised, but they needed $1.5 million. Unfortunately, they were only able to raise (laughs) (laughs) $245,000. Did those people get that money back? Because they deserve to get that money back. Was it in movie theaters? Yeah, it was in movie theaters. I cannot believe that. It was in movie theaters. I I don't remember that. It opened with just $3.9 million. Uh, There's a list of the worst debuts ever for a 
2,500 plus screen release, and this was 135 on the list that I What was number one? So the (laughs) number one worst was the Oogie Loves in the Big Balloon Adventure. What? I I was going to bring a list of the worst, but they're so bad, no one's ever heard of any of these, so there's really no point. Maybe we should start at, like, number 100. Yeah. My friends and I, Mm. when we look for movies, we try to find things that have, like, a Rotten Tomatoes of, like, 30% or Mm. lower. Oh, that's a good metric. Yeah. But we also 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's right. Right. It's perfect. It's No, no. (laughs) You know what's funny? On Prime, it says it had 4.5 stars out of, like, 4,000 reviews. I'm like, okay, I don't trust Prime anymore at all. I never have. Uh, were you a little bit stunned as I was to see Claire Foy? Yes, like, thank you. Yes. I wanted to bring Wait, that up when you brought up she? she was the Queen Elizabeth in the first two seasons of The Crown on Netflix. She, no, 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 no. I know what oh, she is now, but who is she in the she movie? She was the crazy teacher, Mrs. Carp. <gasps> Carp. Yeah. yeah. And also, Her, I don't oh, think she's Queen that Elizabeth much face. older than like the no. other girls in that. And no. then she's like playing their teacher and... That character was bananas to me. Yeah. I just was like, what's going on with yes. this woman? Yes, yes, yes. None of it made any sense. It didn't mm-hmm. at all. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah. No, I did not know that was her. Can we talk about Gabriel Byrne? My beloved oh, Gabriel Byrne. What He the has fallen. Hell. I was really upset. He seemed the only actor in the whole thing that knew that the screenplay was a joke. <laughs> I like, know, he would right? make. <laughs> I, when he said, You're up, Kenneth, I laughed so hard alone watching it. You have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> he does this campy little thing, and then it's like a torture scene. Yes, uh, you're up. Uh, you're it's, up. You're it's up. almost <laughs> like that scene was a metaphor for him making this movie. <laughs> he hated it so much he you could see it in his eyes. Uh, he got paid a lot. That's the yeah. okay. Probably. Yeah, like that's the like when you watch a bad movie and you're talking amongst your friends. Like one conversation I have with my friends always is. So many people had to say yes to this for it yeah. to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, not even the act. Like, I get the actors because, like, paycheck is the paycheck. Mm-hmm. But, like, the people who have to, like, make the decision to spend money for a movie company, mm-hmm. like, greenlit this. And you're just like, but why? why? <laughs> Do you think they ran back into the office and were like, oh, my God, you guys, Gabriel Byrne said yes. <laughs> it's one. so funny. So he, he will always be Professor Bear to me in, the, in, in Little Women with mm. um, what's her thoughts? Um, Winona, Winona Ryder. Yeah. But to my husband, he, he knows him from The Usual Suspects, right? And like oh, some, yeah. some of those He's movies. So yeah. And so my husband looks at me and goes, that's not. And I said, yes, that is Gabriel Byrne from The Usual Suspects. And it was just so... I just love that they tried to make him look like really old and yeah. sick with the makeup. It's so and fake. Sick. It was so campy. It reminded me of if they gave us a budget in high school theater. <laughs> because it wasn't just like the cheesy makeup and everything for me, but it was like, you know, when you watch something that's really good, it feels real because like the dialogue's like happening, like it feels real time. There were these long pauses between people. It's like they didn't know that their line was yeah. next. And then they'd be like, there'd be this pause, and then someone would say something, and I'm like, oh. This is hard. It's like watching high school something or yeah, a college yeah, production. Yeah, but yeah. that's also part of why it's fun, right? Because yeah. you can make oh, fun yeah. of that. And yeah. I texted my sisters because they love the like the worst Christmas oh, Hallmark yeah. movies oh, ever. Really fan. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of the too. Hallmark Channel movie, but like the ones that Netflix carries that are not Hallmark yeah, movies. Yeah, like the but, Christmas yes, prints. Yes, like Christmas they are trying prints. to be a Hallmark movie, but they're not a Hallmark branded yeah. No, yeah. And they're so, yeah. they love watching <laughs> yes. those and like dunking on them when they yeah. watch. And I asked like why, I think I just texted, why is it fun to watch a bad movie? And my sister said something I hadn't thought of and that did not come up in the research. And she said they usually have hot actors in it. 
they're fun to look at and it's fun to watch them fail. <laughs> Which I was God, like, I love it's true. So true. I felt that way about Vampire so Academy too. Everyone we love was so when beautiful. pretty people fail. On this <laughs> there's, but there's also just something nice about watching like pretty people and you're like, from the first two minutes, you're like, I know that she's going to hook up with him or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So it's like, you yes. don't have to think too hard. You can just kind of watch the ride and know that you're like, I know how this is going to end. The you're welcome. That attractive person though is Dimitri. It's, I was like, is he wearing a wig? What was <laughs> yeah. yeah his, his hair, hair was not right. When he's doing the gymnastics, <laughs> when she walks in and he's like 20 feet in the air doing the rings. I couldn't. Oh. I was like, what am I watching? Yeah. I wanted him to at least be like a little dreamy and I was like, ooh. When she was fighting with the other people that are at her level when she goes back to the school, there's one scene where you could just tell the one guy actor could not get the fake kick stuff right, oh, yeah. where he's like standing so far back from her when she goes to like kick him and he goes like, whoa. I was like, oh my God, he's like three feet back. That did not look real at all. Like it was so campy fun to watch the fight, the fight stuff. Yes. What do you think? Do you think it's laziness? Do you think it's just an inept? Because it's the director of Mean Girls, right? Yeah. And the writer. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What? Yeah. yeah. So there there are competent people it's behind crazy. it. So yeah. what do you think it is? I think they just thought wow. they were going to strike gold because it yes. was a vampire movie. Right. Like yeah, you didn't have yeah. to try hard. You whip out like, like, I, like, on paper, literally on paper with, like, books, it translates well. But I don't know if you can make, like, a Mean Girls meets twilight right like mm -hmm. success like if anyone could you know like <laughs> anyone yeah. could it be the director that did mean girls right, but what exactly, happened right well I, the funny yeah. parts that were wow. trying to be funny like yeah. zoe deutsch, deutsch, is it deutsch? i i enjoyed but like everything else it was like you can't take yourself seriously if you're no. gonna no and i also think like the story was so complicated for a first movie Yes. You know, oh, like if this yeah. is what you're setting up for a series, like there's a lot going on, but with a lot going on, there's like nothing going on. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Like there's like too much background information that like still is not covered properly. <laughs> and then there's also the fact that like they don't know if it's like bullies or like evil vampires <laughs> who are trying to get Lissa. And it's like, well, which which is it? Because like one's more serious than the other. So there's like there's that, and then it turns out that it's, right. So then there's also what are the stakes? Right, the, the, yeah, the stakes are very high or very not high. <laughs> Who's to say? We haven't talked about Sarah Highland yet. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we haven't. Yeah. Pre. Modern no, family? during my, uh, no. well into my yes, really? yeah. So this movie came out in 2014. And Modern Family started in, like, 2009. Oh, wow. So she didn't even have to say yes to this movie. She was doing well. What she character did she She was born. Who is this? She was the nerdy one. Oh, oh Gabriel Byrne's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That? She's, like, the dumb one from Modern Family. I was family. like, as soon as yeah. she started hanging out with them, I'm like, so she's the one doing all the bad stuff because she has right. full access to them. And right. all yeah. of a sudden, we, our families have been friends for a long time. I'm like, that's always a ruse. Haven't you watched Scooby-Doo? <laughs> right. <laughs> Suspicious. <laughs> Her acting was bad. bad. It was yeah. really, bad. really bad. I mean, maybe it wasn't that bad because if you think about it, her character was like a little meta. Like she mm -hmm. was a nerd pretending to not be in on the evil mm -hmm. plot. Mm -hmm. So like, is her bad acting like her acting in the movie? Like, is she acting Ooh. within the movie oh. as an actor? 
She, yes. <laughs> I was reacting to that monologue at the end. Oh, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> like, after, <laughs> after she became so a Strigoi. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was just so hard. She has this sweet little voice, and she's yes, like, trying, yeah. it just didn't get there for me. Yeah. Is it the writing that's so it's Like, I'm trying to... Yeah. My biggest fear is that a movie like this was made with every good intention mm-hmm. and that everybody in the in the director and the yeah, writer and yeah. the actors all were genuinely trying to make a good like teen movie yeah. mm-hmm. and yet this can happen. Yes. Do you think that's what happened? Do you think it was I hope not. Don't you think what else has the Mean Girls director done? Like has he had success any where else because maybe maybe he just was giving up and he was like I'm over this. Right. Business. I mean, it did feel like that, right? right? A little bit. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I don't know if it was the acting or the like directing that I think was, it was lazy. Just everything. everything. Yeah. And the writing. The writing. That's like the, and the writing. Production. <laughs> no, but the production to me, like, was better than like it could have been. That's true. Because they, again, they had like a big budget with plans. That's the thing. They had plans to make more. So they couldn't have made it that bad on on purpose. I feel like (laughs) I I could see that. I think it's the writing, the writing, and like possibly some of the cast being like, "Why is this happening?" You know, like I think that there was like authenticity on the part of Lissa and even like Zoe Deutsch's character, but maybe with like the one guy who's much more established, just being like. Why am I even doing this? Like, yeah. I need a better agent. Like, you know, yeah. like, I, I think it's a, a mi- like, right, like, <laughs> I made a t- the Job, uh, God, yeah, the thing from Arrested Development, like, I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was that. Like, so it was like not meshing those things together because not everyone's pulling their weight in the movie, if that makes sense. Eric, I think you should come back and we should do Arrested Development. I, was I would love to. Yeah. I love that love show yeah, so much. I love it, yeah. Do you want to hear a positive review? Yes. yes. Yeah, I do. Always. This is from the New York Daily News. Oh, of course. The supernatural fight scenes are cheesy and cheap. This is the good review. <laughs> Let me repeat. This is the good one. But this movie is less about epic brawls and more about a headmistress in fabulous dresses, secret meetings with brooding boys in the library, sexualized fang pokes, and making Weisenheimer comments during prophetic visions. For the target audience, teen girls likely to spend as much time gossiping in the theater lobby as they are to actually watch the movie, Vampire Academy is pure catnip. The pop culture references and outsiders' trip to the mall will surely resonate. Chaperoning parents, though, may find themselves chuckling, too. I'm sorry. Did what? my Uncle Jimmy write this? <laughs> Weisenheimer? <laughs> Feel like it reads a little sexist, so oh, I'm just gonna say that. that. And, <laughs> ages, and just condescending. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I, I did think like the shopping trip. I wanted a. I, I wanted a dress try-on scene. Okay. So they I, got a dress try-on scene, kind of. Well, yeah. uh, there was no. like when they go shopping for the ball or the. They right. cut that yeah. so short. I they was like, really, friends? This is where on? you could have done. No, it. they didn't put it on. So yeah. No, but she looked at the necklace. Yes, oh, the necklace that the caused necklace. all the problems. Just so you know, I wouldn't normally say sweet, sassy, molassy. It was the necklace. And then there's a love charm put on it, which I was like, am I stupid now? Because when the scene was happening, okay, so Lissa, the main character, had been kidnapped, and her protector was yes. supposed to be saving her, but instead she had like a hot and heavy mom. scene. Yes. yes, with Dimitri. And I was like, what about right. your friend? What are you right. doing? Yeah. I was so upset. I didn't yeah. See that coming. Strangely. I felt really tricked because then you realize, oh, it's really because it's necklace. But 
You're friends getting kidnapped, <laughs> yeah. and you're gonna like yeah. try and hook up with this dude right now. Yes. It really poked a hole in the like urgency of the plot. <laughs> I was yes. moving along. Was that there. was that the final straw for you? Olivia? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this plot urgency is all messed up. I think yeah, like the final straw for left. me was when he threw her dress in the fire. Yeah. That's what I said to my husband. I was like, what the hell is she le- wearing when she leaves this encounter? <laughs> You won't need this. Right, never, never again will you ever need clothes. Oh, my God. That I just think that when I read that review, I was like, well, this is probably what the people who made this movie feel like. Like, they're, yeah. we'll, we'll just throw something together. Teen girls will watch anything. Yeah. They're so yeah. dumb. They're, they're just going to be gossiping anyway. We'll make a million dollars off this. Yeah. And it's so... Kids are smart. Kids are smart. Like, oh, yes. my God. Yeah. I don't think I would have been crazy over this when I was... 15? No. I don't know. I, especially too, because this was like the tail end of the vampire mm-hmm. craze. Like mm-hmm. Twilight had already, like all of them had already been out for a while, like on DVD by this point. Mm-hmm. Supernatural romance is like always a teen fiction trope and like will yeah. always be that. Um, but this, this, it it's weird. Yeah, it didn't feel, it like, it reads as like too adult for teen but too silly to be an adult movie. Yeah. What were your favorite visuals? That Mine would good, be yeah. when the Stragoi attack their car right outside mm. the yeah. campus mm-hmm. yeah. and they're all fighting and there's just one random vampire hanging from a tree. Just watching <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. I'm like, what yeah. in the hell? And they showed that kind of in a way that it was supposed to like let you in on some secret. Like, yeah. Yes. No. They're living, yes. but then there was no Wait, point. What? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And the scenes are so long. Did someone say that? Where it's like, the camera didn't need to be on that vampire that long. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like they it made me feel around. like I was supposed to take something from yeah, it. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. what's going to happen? What oh, am I no, supposed no, to be looking around for? There's a clue. There's <laughs> right. a clue. <laughs> There's no clue. My like actual favorite scene was the ending one with Claire Foy looking like Moira Rose. In like oh. The, yeah, like the, where she does all those bird movies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> very Schitt's Creek and very yes. much, I, I love it. Um, but And you're like, oh, yes, there will be more of these. And surely Nothing. enough, there were not. So. And that's probably for the best. It's yeah. for the best. Yeah. We can it's for the best, one, friends. Girl. We can enjoy just one Vampire Academy yes, yes. Uh, movie. Yeah. Now, did you say what yours was, Cassie? Oh, no. I don't, I don't want to interrupt. I have one. Oh, yeah, go. I mean, there's a lot to oh, choose from. Yeah. Well, oh, there's this so is much. going to make me sound awful, but what about the dead cat in the backpack? Oh, my God. Oh, God or the fox insane. thing? Yeah. I started yeah. laughing the during the dead fox <laughs> thing because it looked like a child's toy looked, with oh God, fake yeah, blood all it over did, it. I was like, yeah. what am I looking at? so fake. And I was like, is that a fox? Is that a cat? Is it her cat? <laughs> yes. Anyway. <laughs> Can we, do we have time to talk about like the weird religion side of this movie? Yes. Because like it's very oh, confusing. I like that Tell they go me. to church on Sunday they night because, Sunday you know, sun yes, earlier right. in the day. They hung out in a church a lot. They, all they do is go to church when they're not. All like, they do, and that's where the, the queen each other. lady shows up, right? Is that the <laughs> no? That's post. No. They go to church and then they go to like a conference after. Okay. But yeah, they like go. Th- they have the chapel and they're like, they, like Saint Vladimir is the name of the academy and also a real saint. But like, it's like implied, not even implied. He is a vampire in this universe yeah. who has his own like Zoe Deutsch because they keep talking about shadow kissed whatever her name is. And then that's when Zoe Deutsch is like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> I think I have a, I was developing a theory when I was researching bad movies that horror is, it's like its own category yeah. in the bad movies. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because with horror, 
especially you want to be able to distance yourself from the stuff that's yes. happening in it. So you mm-hmm. can talk over it. You can make fun of it and make mm-hmm. light of it. Makes it right. not so scary and horrifying. I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So it's fun. And like you, you go into it knowing that there's going to be a lot of special effects. And like, if the, if it's like a good movie, then you're like, you're scared. But if it's a B horror movie, then you're like, look at this buckets of ketchup that like, they're just <laughs> splattering everywhere. Isn't that so much fun? <laughs> So it's, I mean, I think there's also like that visual side of things too. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a final quote to leave us with. There's a a book that came out in 2022 called Why It's Okay to Love Bad Movies. And it says um, a little blurb about the book. The author argues that so-called bad movies are the ones that break the rules of the art form without the aura of artistic seriousness that surrounds the avant-garde. These movies may not win awards, but they offer rich opportunities for creative engagement and enable the formation of lively fan communities, and they can be a key ingredient in a fully aesthetic life. So it's very fancy. Yes, and to that quote, I will say, a Razzie is still an award. It's an, it's an award. It is an award. It is. <laughs> it is. So it could be an award winner still. Yeah, exactly. Okay, everybody, go watch this movie right now. Yeah. It's hilarious. I love it. we're back and we're going to give you some book recommendations to go home with now that you've made it through our vampire academy episode go ahead cassie um i am just finished last night nora goes off script by annabelle monahan it's light and fun and she becomes a screen it's she's a mother and her husband leaves her and she becomes a screen playwriter and and it's a fun little romp it's a romp there's some romance in there fun Mm -hmm. I like that you described it as a fun little romp. <laughs> That's how I describe the podcast to people. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a listen. It's a fun little Go romp. Ahead, Olivia. I'll let you go next. Okay. Um, I This is sort of relevant. I'm reading Finley Donovan is Killing It by El Cosimano. And it really appealed to me when I was homesick this last couple of weeks and just wanted something light that I could escape into. And I have, I just want to warn you, the plot is absolutely bananas. It's about a crime writer and she's out with her agent at Panera and she's telling her agent about how she's going to kill off this character how you know she has to get it done so she can get her money she's like all these like coded language and this woman who's sitting in the next booth thinks that she's a uh, assassin for hire <laughs> she tries to <laughs> as hire you her. would yeah. as you would <laughs> and so she gives her like a little note that's like my husband's a bad man oh. and i need you to do whatever you did to that other guy you were talking about and make it clean and i'll give you $50,000. I can't remember how much it was, but a ton of money. And it would mean quite a lot to Finley because she has two kids and her ex-husband is really like jerking her around about custody and she has uh-huh. a lot of money problems. So this sets off a uh, absolutely, you're just going to have to suspend your belief when you read it, but it's actually a really, I thought a really tight plot and a good book, but it's that not. Is it amazing. also a fun romp? It's a totally, it's a fun <laughs> little it's romp. It's a fun romp. place that I'm old already. So... <laughs> I feel like the serious Debbie Downer of the group. You guys are talking good recommendations about fun stuff to read. I, I'm enjoying the pants off of this book called Bittersweet, How Sorrow and Longing Makes Us Whole. And uh, the author, Susan Cain, talks about how 
the power of bittersweet moments in our life and how sometimes the idea of bittersweet gets a negative spin on it. And it really should be something that we dig a little deeper into and try and understand and not necessarily see it as a negative thing. Um, so she, she does a really great job balancing research with personal stories, with stories about other people and, and from her research. And it, to me, is fascinating. It's, um, she did a TED Talk recently with um, one of her friends, and she talks about this in the book. But this book is one of those really interesting things to me where it feels like a very extended TED Talk. And it's, to me, it's fascinating. Sounds I am one of those good. people that dip very much into bittersweet stuff. So I like it. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it's really interesting. Read those books, nerds. <laughs> My God, you're just making people feel bad about themselves. <sighs> Maybe we just end with, we highly candy. encourage you to check out some books. <laughs> we, highly, we highly encourage you drips, to check out these books. <laughs> you know those things that people in high school said about you? They're true. Read those books. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Books We Loved, a podcast through the Troy Public Library. You can find more information about the books and library services we mentioned in the show on our website at troypl.org slash podcast. If you would like to suggest a topic for future discussion, please email us at podcast at troypl.org. Thank you for listening and happy reading.